I'm Sonia Schaefer with Simply Charlotte Mason. I don't know about you, but usually when I think about nature study, I picture a beautiful spring day with a lovely breeze and gorgeous sunshine, really nice weather. We're all happily walking down a lovely path, smiling at the flowers and the trees and the little bunny rabbits are frisking about or something, you know, it's not realistic, but that's where my mind likes to go. I don't usually think of snow and ice and freezing temperatures when I imagine nature study. Maybe that's one of the reasons that it's so difficult sometimes to get outside during the winter days when the weather isn't very inviting. But Charlotte Mason encouraged us to do nature study all year round, even in the middle of winter. How do we do that? Well, my friend and co-worker Karen Smith is here to give us some ideas. Karen, you've got some great ideas for this because you live up north. I'm in Georgia, and our winters, it still gets cold, but not like up north. What's winter like where you live? Snowy. Slushy. How snowy are we talking here? Not as snowy as where I used to live. But <laughs> <laughs> Which was way up north, Michigan. Yes, yeah. and that was much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love the cold and I love the heat, so it's a good thing we live on different ends of the country. Yes. Where I live, we might get a few inches at a time. And sometimes it'll melt before we get more, but not always. And, you know, so there might be a foot of snow on the ground any given time during winter. What kind of temperatures are we talking? Very cold. Um, often in January, it, we will be single digits or below zero. And the wind sure wind, cuts through. Wind blows a lot, and it's gray, and it's cold, and it's snowy, and it can be kind of dreary. And so do you really just get excited about going outside to do nature study when it's like that? I do. <laughs> Why? What is there to see, in, or more than see, I guess? What? Give us some ideas for nature study in winter. Oh, there's plenty to see. As usual, everybody has a sun and the moon. Actually, the moon, the wintertime is a great time to observe the moon because it gets dark earlier and the moon oh. rises. I mean, over the last several weeks here in November, I have noticed the moon when I take the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been full, and I've been watching the faces of the moon. And so you can see those at an earlier time, which is great for children. Yeah, especially younger children. Yes, yeah. they don't have to stay up too late to see the moon or the stars. Um, you can always track the weather. But some of the things that you can do that you don't do in the warmer weather mm -hmm. is you can see the shapes of the trees now. You can notice the bark. Oh. You can see the buds and watch them throughout the winter and see how they change. The buds are on the trees for next spring already. Really? Yes. Watch how they change during the during the those cold weather months. Now I want to go outside. You can <laughs> you can catch snowflakes on dark fabric and look at them with magnifying glasses. Do it outside so they don't melt. I was going to say, aren't they going to melt? Yeah, so, but if you stay outside, they won't. Yes. Okay. You can do that. Um, you can put out a heated bird bath so that you can watch the birds along with your bird feeders. It gives one more thing to do. Okay. How so, heated are we talking? Because I'm seeing little birds in a hot tub. <laughs> oh, just oh. enough so it doesn't freeze. Oh, okay. I have All one. Right. It's, got, it's got an electrical cord on it, and you plug it in. Okay. And it just keeps it from freezing, ah. and the birds love it. 
There'll be snow all around it and the birds are taking baths. It's fascinating. You can um, notice how the wind drifts the snow. Mm. Have you ever noticed that? Mm -hmm. The way it looks. When I grew up, we lived in the country and we had a gravel road in front of us. And depending on where the trees were, there was a line of trees, evergreens, Mm -hmm. and the snow would always just drift like six feet right there because the wind would just push everything to that location and block the road. I never thought of that as nature study. Oh, it's nature study because you're studying the wind and how it affects things around you. Yeah. Um, You can look for tracks in the snow. Not just tracks, but birds will leave wing prints in the snow also. Really? Yes, when they take off or when they land. So there's all kinds of things you can look for in the snow. You can look for seed pods on plants. You can look for insect egg sacs or cocoons and things like that. Those are around in winter. Oh, definitely. Some insects, um, their eggs overwinter or they overwinter in their cocoons and they emerge in the spring. Um, You can collect rocks in the warm weather months and save them for examining in the wintertime. So you would do that in your house? Oh, definitely. You can do nature study inside? Yes, you can. (laughs) You can sprout seeds and watch them grow. You can um, force flower bulbs. Mm -hmm. There's even Mm -hmm. kits you can get to do that. Yeah, we did an amaryllis Mm -hmm. one winter. You can do that and you can draw it in its different stages and observe it every day. You can watch the bird feeders in the bird bath from the window without even having to go outside. Change the bird feed or put out different bird feeders and see what kinds of birds you can attract and how they're different and how the, what, dif- what their preferences are. Yeah, some birds like the sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. Some like peanuts. Some like suet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's all kinds of things that you can do. Would you recommend a pair of binoculars at the window to observe the birds? Or what do you think? If your bird feeders are not right next to the window, like mine are, yes. Okay. <laughs> Or they get they they have the ones that you can attach right to the window. Yes. Do those work in the winter as well? Oh, or are yes, birds definitely. Kind of, okay. No, birds go wherever there's food. You can look to see, watch, and observe if there are any mammals that come to your feeders in the winter time. Also. Oh, squirrels! My mom is always talking about the, the squirrels, squirrels stealing come. the bird feed. Um, I actually have um, shrews that come and eat the seeds also, but you have to watch for them because they tunnel. And so you have to notice where their tunnels are. But all that is part of observing what is happening outside. Now, observing those types of things would take some time. It would take a lifetime. Well, (laughs) yeah, but even, I mean, if you're going to see these holes or watch the shrew, if if you're outside in the winter trying to take your time to look at the buds on the trees or something like that, you can get very uncomfortable out there. When it's so, so cold. Yes. I looked it up, and it was interesting to me that Charlotte Mason lived in Ambleside, England, and their winters were averaging between 32 and 42 degrees. Yes, they're very mild there for as far north as they are. Yeah, somewhat. And But they would also get rain more than half of the days. Yes. So we're talking probably very cold rain and probably good winds because, you know, you're out in... In Ambleside, you're out mm-hmm. in the Lake District, not in the middle of town. So you've got wind and rain and still not that warm compared to Georgia. 
of temperatures. Do you have any tips or advice for people who need to go out to do nature study in those less than ideal conditions just to stay comfortable? It, you can stay outside mm -hmm. much longer if you're not freezing to death, you know? Correct. And yes, I do have advice. Oh, good. Dress appropriately for the weather. <laughs> I have a young mom who's my friend, and her young children are outside in all kinds of weather because she goes by the Swedish proverb that there is no bad weather, but there is bad clothing. So how do you, what kinds of things do you recommend? And is this expensive? It does not have to be expensive. Um, if you're in a colder climate like I am, warm winter jackets and hats or gloves and mittens and all that, you know, that type of Layers thing, those are, are a must. Yeah. And of course, if it's, you know, 10 below outside with a wind chill that's colder than that, don't stay out for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some, know, some conditions are life-threatening. Know or, the limits. Yeah. Maybe you can only go out for a few minutes. That's okay. Observe something while you're out there. You know, if you live where it might be rainier in the winter mm -hmm. in the winter time, get raincoats. Take the kids out. You can still layer underneath them. That's true. If you just have like boots, ponchos, are, and good mm -hmm. good rubber boots for rain, mm -hmm. so you can stay dry. And warm in my climate, you know, dress appropriately. What do you do with nature notebooks when you're outside all bundled up and your hands are in the nice warm mittens? What do you do then? Observe what you can while you're outside. If it's a milder day, you can bring your notebook out there. And maybe that's the time that you look at the buds on the tree so you can draw a sketch. Okay. Maybe you take a picture while you're out there real quick and then bring it in and draw. Yeah, that would While make you're sense. inside. Um, you don't always have to draw either. You can just remember some of the things that you saw and make note of it in your nature book. Once you get back inside, mm -hmm. that makes total sense. So do you have any encouragement for a homeschool mom or dad who's just feeling completely unmotivated about getting outside during the winter to do nature study? Open your eyes and see what is out there in your area to see. Don't keep wishing you lived where it was warmer or where there were more nature things to see. But see what's in your area and enjoy it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.